customer relationship management is a key process that helps us grow our business, make improvements, facilitate the process of making decisions of where the company will go and strengthen the relationship with our clients. What customer engagement methods have the highest responses from consumers and how do we get started? Well, today you're about to find out in this podcast episode with special guest Cheryl Mason, founder of The Business Within CRM. Welcome to the Focal Tangent Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Amlani, and in my years of business and entrepreneurship, I've learned a thing or two. I'm a brand strategist and photographer. I love a great brand and capturing businesses in action. However, what has always stuck with me is the uniqueness in every story and brand. This is a show all about connecting the power of storytelling mindset and brand strategy to bring to light the abundance of possibilities for creating the business of your dreams. Join me each week as I bring you impactful conversations with thought leaders in all areas of business business, branding, and personal growth, and be inspired by the unique stories of experience and grit that led to success they never thought possible. So let's dive into this week's conversation. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Just a little bit more about Cheryl so that our listeners can know a little bit more about you. Cheryl has been an innovator and motivative since birth. So naturally ending up in a master's of business aligned. Her passion for health pulled her to become a health provider for over 15 years and wanting to make a positive impact within the health industry, within preventative health education. Cheryl started her career as an entrepreneur in 2010, which evolved from remote in-person and online services to a multidisciplinary 5,500 square foot clinic. Having over 15 years of a profession focused on client-centered care, over 18 years within different customer service rules, and over 10 years of executive positions crafting the art of customer engagement to grow businesses has fueled Cheryl's love for customer relationships management. The business within CRM is how she serves businesses that want to marry their culture brand to how they engage with their customers. It is Cheryl's priority that your customers feel valued, that all of their interactions with your businesses are fostered into the growth and longevity of your business. So if you want the most loyal customers possible, you want to connect with Cheryl. I'm so excited to get into this topic today, Cheryl. Thank you. Help us understand a little bit more about what is customer relationship management. The acronym is often referred to as CRM. And how does one get started? So CRM has became really trendy because of the tools that are available now, because businesses are ever-changing and they're becoming available all over the world. You're not just selling to your neighbor or in your community anymore. Even if you have a mom-paw shop in a community, you have the opportunity to sell to people in the next city, country, et cetera. So CRM platforms hit the tech industry so that people can access their customers' insights and be able to connect to their point of sales and their marketing sequences and their email funnels, et cetera. So you can reach out to anyone at any time and communicate to with them. So customer relations management is not just how you gather your contacts and it's not just how you store them in that tool. It's also how 
the customers, what their history is with your business, what they're presently doing with your business and where you want them to go with your business. They could turn into ambassadors for your business. They can become individuals that are referrals that reach out on behalf of you. So it's how you nurture your customers and each of their interactions with each person on your team. That's what customer relations management is. And everybody on your team has an important role within the customer relations management. So right down to the person that makes that call to sell them something or the follow-up on their experience with your product or service, that is all bundled under customer relations management. So the best thing to do to get started is to choose a tool that you can design and and track as much as possible inside on your customers and make sure that there's lots of room to create a history, write a lot of notes on your customers so that anybody on your team can just pick up and see what has happened in the past with that customer, what is presently their arrangement and relationship with that customer And what are your goals for that customer within your customer lifecycle for them? So the customer feels like no matter if they're talking to you or they're talking to someone else that's on your team, they feel like they're being nurtured the same. You have the same information about them. They feel like they're in great hands and there's no change in quality. That's the key with customer relations management is that the quality stays the same and the customer feels just as valued no matter who speaks with them and no matter what stage of their life cycle they're in. And that's so key and very important to growing a brand that customers will return to and continue to love, especially when there's a consistent experience. And I mean, I started off my career working in the call center for like a long time and customer service was key. And the way that we greeted our customers had to be consistent and really taking care to even the way that we analyze our profile and ask questions. It really had to be shaped in a way that it felt like we had a relationship with them, even though they're just calling in. And it was, it was a very robust process and something that I, you know, put a lot of importance on. Absolutely. And it builds that trust. Yes. And it's so important, right? Because let's say we're in a room and then we're all kind of talking about the same brand and we've interfaced with them, but everyone has a different experience. That could be confusing in terms of attracting your ideal clients as well. So as we move into 2022 and wrap up this year, what are some of the customer engagement methods that you find have the highest responses from consumers that people should consider and look into? There's a lot of trendy consumer engagement methods that are out there. And heading into the new year, if your business is looking at venturing in different directions, some of the ones that you should explore to see if it matches your needs is text engagement. Text engagement is huge. It has a huge open rate. The sequencing that you can do for text engagement, if your CRM platform is, if your customers are tagged correctly, you can get very, very specific with who you're targeting with your texts. And people just enjoy the little images and they enjoy clicking on them. People always check 
their text messages versus an email and emails can, your email account can fill up and it can get lost, but text messages are easy and more accessible and people just enjoy opening them more than emails because emails can be lengthy. Whereas a, a simple text, they can reply with a yes a no or et cetera. So it can be really quick and efficient for the consumer and they like quick and efficient. QR barcodes are back. So they had some problems when they first came out, obviously, because everybody's phones weren't up to date. They weren't as advanced, the technology then. You often had to download an app to read a barcode. Now, most of the time, your your camera feature can read a barcode. Sometimes you don't even need to open your camera to do your QR barcodes. So having a really impactful image or a statement that really resonates with your audience or your customers, your current customers, and if you text it to them or email it to them or you mail something to them that has a barcode on it, a QR barcode that they can scan and give them a private discount or a private bonus of some kind of digital something, a video, they like that enjoyment of playing along. Like it's kind of like the, how people are attracted to you on Instagram when you get to swipe, right? So like you're moving it. So the QR boco is like, what's next? So if you send someone a package with a, like a thank you and there's a QR barcode and they click on it and then there's instructions on how to use that product. And then with a little thank you. And then in that video, you say, okay, this is your promo code for your next thing. QR codes are really fun and they're coming out and they're trendy. And even in your address book, most of your contacts, you can create a QR barcode. So you as a business owner, you should be putting in your own contact information in your address book, in your phone and creating your own bar, a QR barcode. So when you run into someone, you don't have to hand them a business card. They can just scan the QR barcode. And you've just put your own contacts in your own address book and it's created that QR barcode. So you do it for your own contacts, right? If you were going to share some. So why wouldn't you just put your own information in your phone? So take advantage of that for sure. And then people love nominating and sharing. I find there's a lot more community groups. So even if a product or service using Facebook and creating a private group is huge, help desks, with like feedback pages where you can have your customers post feedback or post a version or something they want something to change or add on. And then people can vote on change. That is huge. Another big thing is any kind of mentorship program or accountability where they get to just buddy up with someone else that's in that service or um, using that product. So it's huge. You see a lot more where companies as a consumer engagement method is, is showing them how to use their product in their own environment or how to use it more often or recycle it. So once the product is not used anymore, so wipes, you know, baby wipes, once the bag is done, there's a lot of people that store like crayons or Lego in them or et cetera, or use them for their keys or something like that. So if you take advantage of what your consumers are already doing with your products after they're done, then if you 
get ahead of that and do blog posts on it or send in your emails how they use, should be using them, then your engagement's going to go up because they're like, oh, wow, I'm recycling it. I'm using it. It's interactive past the point of what they thought there was an expiry for it. In your industry, actually, if people get photos taken, it's not just Christmas season for holiday cards. Like you could be educating them on using the photos as thank you cards throughout the year or get better cards. So they could choose their favorite photos from different photo shoots and just have a stack of blank cards made that are like a cardboard, a background. And then if you educated them on, okay, these are the reasons why you send out cards throughout the year, you know, you can write these messages on the back, like get well, thank you cards, you know, thinking of you, things like that. So because a lot of people take photos and then they never get to see them or educating them on collapsible accordion like photo things that they can take out on different seasons throughout the year and then they have their theme photos on them so when it comes to consumer engagement you got to put yourself in the shoes of that individual and that's why crm is so important because you get to really experience how they're using it and then you're basically educating them on how to use it So why would someone want to explore these trends, right? So one is to really deepen that relationship with the customer, but two is is it's also keeping up with what's changing, right? And what's going on and what's hot and what people are starting to engage in. Because I have to admit everything that you've mentioned, I have been engaging in in the past year. So there's businesses that have started to message me to let me know when maybe something is happening in their Facebook group, or they're going to be going live soon, or like, did you know that this and that, or we're going to be dropping this announcement soon, stay tuned. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And even with the QR barcodes, I mean, we've become really familiar with using them even at restaurants because they're not handing out menus anymore for people to hold and touch. So that's becoming really familiar. And my son actually came home from school the other day and he had this self, I don't even know, the self-portrait collage and there was a QR barcode on it. So even he's becoming up to date with the trends. He's like, look, mommy, I have my own QR barcode and it tells about myself. I'm like, what? That's amazing. Absolutely. That's so cool. And apps are becoming more popular. Everybody having their own app because then you get around the compliance of sending emails. You can send push notifications anytime with your app, right? And it's there's third platforms out there, third-party platforms that you can just host some content on for your information. So apps are a lot easier to get a hold of as well to engage with your consumers all the time. Oh, I love that. Okay, so all of this is to really deepen that relationship with our customers, right? Absolutely. Okay, so if someone was like, I have no idea how to get started with this, where can we get instructions and references on how to get started with this tech setup? It really comes down to what your your customer life cycle is. So a lot of times people kind of blur the different definitions of customer life cycle, customer journey, customer experience, and your customer life cycle is something that you want to map out. So it's all the touch points, all the interactions that you have with your customer. So there'll be a life cycle of acquiring them. So whether it's uh, your marketing plan, et cetera, And then there'll be a life cycle of 
point of entry when whether it's a product or service that they first time interact with you and then when you're going to reach out to them so when are you going to follow up on their experience and what their feedback is and how you're going to do it so whether it's going to be by email phone call text and then when are you going to introduce an opportunity for them to refer you or rope in and hook another person to be continue their journey with them and the life cycle is just you're designing your customer's lifetime value so it's what they presently are going to do for you and then how do you loop them into the next service or product or the next version of your product so they continue with your business the journey is the path they chose so your life cycle is what you're hoping so that they continue with you and the customer life value is like what the dollar value you put on your customer per year if they continue with you and what they presently are worth and then the journey is like okay do they reach out to a friend and take that coupon and extend it to them to join that bring a friend webinar that you do for customer engagement or do they jump on that feedback form and and give you feedback so it's what they do with all the interactions that you've created in the life cycle now where you start is just a you have to know what your budget is for it and then also what kind of target market you have and whether it's a product or a service because if it's a product or a service you're going to choose different kind of touch points like a product you might reach out to them on their anniversary is uh, having that product so that you're congratulating them on years of having the product or every time there's a new version of that product you might reach out to them or if there's a brand new product does different things whereas as a service you might reach out to them on a more personal level like for their birthday and tell them now that they can come back in again for their birthday with a discount or something like that so the customer life cycle is very different if it's a product or service but there are some commonalities and then from there you have your budget and then you decide how many times you want to interact with them and what's most important is it to grow numbers and create awareness or is it to nurture just the people you have so depending on what stage your business is at so there's a lot of different ways you can go but i guess it's really what came it goes aligned with your your culture of your business and what's more authentic to you and your resources like do you have in house someone to sit down and plug in and make the sequences for a text engagement campaign and broadcast or is the person more familiar with email like or do you outsource that right like you can outsource those individuals and go from there I think what I'm hearing is that when you map out the customer life cycle and really understand their journey as they flow through your business, then you can be intentional about those touch points. So what are the different forums you have? What are the ways that you communicate and how can you kind of tie in that element of, you know, tapping into these trends? Because I have to admit, like getting text messages from businesses at first, you know, when I signed on to it, I was like, oh, I didn't know what to expect, but I do absorb it quickly and I do appreciate it. So it's just starting somewhere, I think, you know, like like sometimes even in your scheduling tool, you can turn that option on. You can try that out, for example. And that way they can get a text message to be reminded. 
versus getting lost in email. Like even when we think about how you and I connected today to record this episode, it was like email. We're like, where is that invite? Where is that link? You know, but imagine, imagine I had, what if I had, or wouldn't it be nice if I had that text message reminder to send you? And then we could have, you know, more easily connected. Who knows, right? Absolutely. And the results of your life cycle versus the results that someone chooses for their journey and then their experience all needs to be graphed differently. So the life cycle is going to be based on the goals of the business and growth and and the direction that the services and products are changing based on the industry and your budget and your resources. And then your customer journey, the way you graphed that is you're going to have your ideal customers and then you're just going to graph what are the patterns that people are taking. Are they clicking on text messages or emails or are they... Or how long does it take for them to actually come to buying something? Like we don't ask our customers that enough. We don't say to them, okay, how many interactions did we have till you bought the next version or you upgraded or et cetera. And then the experience is just solely how your customer interpreted things. So a lot of PIMs, people use the experience part to make changes in their life cycle, but that's not what the industry is heading, right? Like that's not where the industry is heading and that might might not be your long-term goals of your business. The experience is gathered just basically on how to educate your team on what wording and branding and and just the language and how you're going to communicate to your customers when you're talking with them, right? Or how they feel and what policies might need to be put into place for them to renew things, et cetera. It's feelings, like it's emotional is the experience. And then the journey is just like the systems of it. Like, was it easy? Was it natural for the people? And then the life cycle has to do with the business goals. So there's three things that you have to graph. And I find that a lot of times when people collect feedback, they kind of roll it into all one kind of chart. And they're like, well, this person said they felt like this and they lose sight of their business goals and where the industry is going. Because you can correct that issue for that customer without changing the path of the whole business. There's so much to learn from the information that we can gather. And that truly, truly helps us grow our business. I love this. I'm, I'm so excited about all these trends that you're talking about and even getting back and mapping out everything. It's something that we so often forget even to track metrics and have some sort of dashboard. So definitely going into the new year, I think that that's something that we should all consider as like a baseline and something to keep current because as they say, like, I mean, like numbers don't lie. And when you start gathering everything, you can really start to see trends. And even as simple as like tracking your leads and where they're coming from, I find is something that's always helped me. And it actually surprises me sometimes, right? So recently I was like, oh, I'm actually getting a lot of traffic from Google. I think my long game strategy of doing blog posts or like pinning is slowly working, but it just gives a little bit of insight into what you can focus a little bit more on. So before we end off, are there any final thoughts or lessons learned that you want to share? 
I think being honest with what resources you have at hand. And then, you know, the old saying, it takes years or months to gain a customer and seconds to lose them. People constantly weigh back and forth, whether it's customer acquisition or customer retention. Like, where should you put your funds? Where should you put your resources? Where should I put more time? And it really comes down to what stage your business is in and where is it going, right? Where do you want it to go? You have to look beyond just the that campaign or that promotion or that engagement strategy. You have to look long-term because you could have one revenue stream that's at a stage where you need to acquire new people for it to grow and one revenue stream that you need to nurture internally. So when you think of customer relations management, I hope everyone walks away from this thinking, okay, customer lifetime value. And how do I enrich that bond between each customer and get to know them really well? And how do I train each one of my staff to value each one of those interactions? And that each customer has a purpose within your business and it's evolving. It's always going to be evolving. So when you think of customer relations management, please don't think of just the tools anymore. <laughs> and you want some more time to learn about it and how it can benefit your business. Definitely reach out to me. I'd love to share some more insight. But the customer lifetime value is beyond that. You think about your big, big dreams when it comes to your business and where it's heading. And are those the customers that are going to take you there? And how do you nurture the ones that are. And really understanding it is key to delivering like an exponential experience. That's going to be the way that you differentiate your business and why people want to choose you when you're really honing in on that. So where can our listeners find you? I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. You can reach out to me there. I, I do have a CRM app coming out soon. So if you want to be put on a wait list or just keep in touch with that, let, reach out to me on Instagram. It's a coaching app. So it's going to teach you how to train your team or you can use it for one of your team members on how to do CRM within your company. So beyond the tool. So it's the, how to connect with your customers and uh, what methods you should put into place and how it aligns with your business. So I'd love to hear from everyone. Amazing. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Focal Tangent Podcast. If you love this episode, be sure to rate and review the podcast and hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss the next episode. Until next time, I am your host, Natalie Amlani.